0: the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
1: That's right. You're listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. The alternative underground dive bar fan podcast of the Seattle Mariners. Brought to you by OB City Entertainment. And now, the host of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast... Myron Sumner. Hey, this is Myron Sumner, and you are listening to episode five of the rye bread and mustard Mariners Podcast, the Underground on the Fringe Dive Bar. And for this episode five from a basement, Mariner's Fandom Podcast, I am talking to you right now from Queen Anne Hill, looking over the beautiful Puget Sound. Last night I recorded an episode in a basement in Shoreline, and it was fabulous. I loved it, and I can't wait for you to listen to it. But first, we got to take care of a little bit of business about today's episode. I'm back with Hanno from Edmonds and, and one of my uh, oldest friends that I met in middle school, and he's been through all the Mariner pain with me since we were 13 years old, Parmesan LeBron, and We are breaking down the Tampa Bay series, the possible move back in the 90s to Tampa Bay that almost happened, and then we are going to take some questions from the email that we got. We're happy that we are now getting questions and comments, and we want to you know, keep the show very interactive with our listeners, so we're very happy about that. And again, thank you for liking, subscribing, and sharing, and getting the word out about the Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast. Please tell your friends, families, lovers, ex-lovers, whatever. Just tell them you're liking this podcast. Tell them to go on and like, subscribe, and share. Help us out um, for upcoming episodes. Uh, I just want to say next week, we, I am going to be, me, I'm going to be back down in California, and I will be at the Smoke and Fire Social uh, my guest that day will be Tommy Stockburger, who is a huge Mariners fan, more importantly, a major Ichiro fan. I think he's planning on coming up here for the Ichiro uh, Mariners Hall of Fame this summer. Um, I've known him for about 12 years. We played in a uh, has-been baseball league. Uh, got a lot, probably a lot of glory stories we could <laughs> we could bore everybody with, but happy to go down to his establishment. There's five locations. We will be at the Paramount location. Also next week, a good friend of mine from back in the day from high school and from baseball, Chris Copacino, is going to be joining us. Chris Copacino is from Copasino. Fujicato, they were the people making these Mariners commercials and doing the marketing and campaigns for them for a long time. And prior to that, his dad, Jim, was doing them in the 90s. With the, you got to love these guys. Also, happy birthday to Jim. He just turned 73 recently. And um, I'm happy to have Chris on here. Maybe we'll get Jim on here. Chris has got a lot of stories. He's a great storyteller. He's been around the Mariners organization, you know, pretty much his whole life. I was very envious of him as a as a, as a a young man and a, and a kid. Just that's so awesome that his, you know, family business was, you know, happened to be working with the Mariners, which probably the best glory times of the Mariners. I'm really excited to bring him in and he's hopefully gonna be, you know, being a part of the team more and more often. Anyways, don't want to take away from anything from episode five right now that you're about to listen to. Just one small disclaimer, we had some audio issues here and there with some new equipment that I am going to be returning. But look, if you can get through the pandemic and you've lived till now, you can live through a little bit of static. (laughs) Anyway, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode five of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. Okay, the NFL draft happened. Is everybody, like, done with the NFL for the next hour so we can record this thing? Or you guys, what what's your takes from the... We'll, we'll, we'll give it a minute or two here. What do you think about the Seahawks pick there, Hanno?
2: Yeah, they've drafted a position in need. Somebody I really didn't know much about, but all the experts on TV say it's a good pick. Okay. Uh, good, uh, one of the best pass blockers in the draft. Um, was coached by Crazy Mike Leach down at Mississippi State, so that's the local connection for the former Coug coach. So, that's about all I got.
1: Okay, and that's the NFL draft here on (laughs) Ride (laughs) Mustard. You kept it under two minutes. uh, You got it about 45-50 seconds. I like it. I love it. I don't want any more of it. Um, uh, So... (laughs) Let's just jump right in here. Uh, this is episode five. There's not many days off right now, so we're going to really have to run and gun and get these episodes out here, which means great if you're a rye bread and mustard listener. Uh, if you're us putting the show together, it's we're sneaking them in when we can. Uh, we're going to see what happens tonight. I'm still pumped up about it. Uh, we just finished up a... Um, Three game uh, road series that seemed like all the results were done before anybody got off of work or, you know, be- some people before you ate lunch. It, the games were over. These these early games on the East Coast during the week are tricky, right? Especially for, especially for like really diving into the game as a, you know, podcast analysis group, right, Hannah?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh I can listen to them watch replays, record the game. You know, that I saw they had 10 strike, 12 strikeouts.
1: Today, so, so you're saying, much to watch. so you're saying there's no excuse for me not doing my homework. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Thanks for having my back, buddy. Uh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we'll start off with this. The Rays took two of three from the Mariners, the Mariners won game one, uh, pretty handedly. Game two was very close, uh, came down to a one-run victory for the Rays, and the same happened today, last two days of, you know, pitching duels. uh, Tampa Bay is also putting the Mariners on notice of going, hey, you guys aren't just the only team with a dope bullpen, right?
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, Tampa has got quality pitchers for sure. And their starters are pretty good, but they did run two uh, their starters as they call an opener, where it was a total bullpen game for two out of the three games in this series.
1: Yeah, they've 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 been doing this for a while down there with this opener. I I might are they even the ones that really started this new trend?
2: I believe so. They seem to be pretty analytic. I saw them play right before the Mariners series and they were putting uh, four guys in the outfield and doing all kinds of analytical stuff.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of weird offbeat stuff going down down there in Tropicana all the time. So, so let's uh let's just go through this series really quick and we'll get in some BS after that. What do you think about game 1? We had an 8 to 4 victory over Tampa Bay. It's at one point. Listen, I was I was Doing a little CrossFit, you know, training session. I went in, it was there was no score. I come out about an hour or so later. They got eight on the board. It looks like it all happened in one inning. And then uh, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, tried to creep back in there, but the Mariners shut the door on them. What did you think about that eight to four victory?
2: Yeah, the Mariners, they got uh, some breaks from the Tampa defense, uh routine ground ball, the shortstop that was clubbed kept the inning alive and then also and scored some runs and then also a hard chopper to Choi at first base who threw home uh terribly and some more runs scored (laughs) and then uh we got a couple nice turf hits uh frazier hit one off the turf bounced over the first baseman so we got all of our runs basically unearned but um that that's a big deal you know you got to uh score when you can when the other team gives you more than three out.
1: Right, 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 right. And and then game two happened again about, what time does this game start? About 3.30 our time here here on the West Coast. Uh, didn't get to see too much of it, but I was listening to it. Um, another close game. There wasn't very many, there was not too much hitting, but that's just if you look at the box score. I know there is some hard hit balls, but also you know, baseball's a, you know, a game and a lot of averages where these dinks and these dunks and these errors from the day before and these weird hops come back to the baseball gods will bite you in the ass the very next day. We could only put, what, two runs up on the board?
2: Yeah, we got two runs late. Uh, start off with um, Marco Gonzalez getting hit in the hand in the first inning. Yes. So he had to come out of the game. Then it was a bullpen game.
1: And the bullpen looked so like, that, what, one mistake the whole game?
2: Yeah, on our side, for sure. Um, and uh, giving up the long ball, I believe. And, um, and then we only scored with a couple late homers, a uh, solo shot from JP, and then followed up by uh, another solo in the ninth. Yeah, for, there was
1: not a lot of, of setup, for, you know, getting people on bases, moving the guys around. It was one of those games where we're just kind of waiting on the long ball. We only got two of them, so that just yeah. didn't do the trick.
2: Yeah, we uh some playing some good ball, getting on base with walks, not striking out much, but in that game they ended up striking
1: out okay. uh, 12 times. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> that's something that's gonna happen when you're you know sitting around and playing this style of baseball that I'm not a fan of of the walk 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 you know extra maybe way too much discipline at the plate. I would love to see how many of those were, uh, you know, uh, called three strikes. I want to say there's quite a bit of them. I might be wrong. We'll find out.
3: That's uh, we'll, we'll get it. Now.
1: We'll get into that a little bit later Okay, that's a precursor to something It seems like you're setting me up to knock me down here Palmer's on LeBron let's get into today's game really quickly The Mariners lost a close one again today 2-1 to It was over by, you know By the time you were getting your lunch Your lunch tab paid for and out of there It was done But lots of excitement Lots of excitement Chris, what do you got to say about this one? Or Hannah, what do you got to say about this one?
2: Um... I thought Lexen pitched really well. Um, he had some tough luck. Uh, went on a ball coming right back at him. He tried to kick save it, but the shift of the players that showed that were right behind him—the second baseman or the shortstop and third baseman. So if he would have let it go, um, they would have had probably a routine out. Other, but since he kicked it away and there's nobody over there, the run on third scored. I mean it was another close game, two to one game, another one run game, we lost. You know, we won so many of those one run one run one games last year. So, you know, like you said earlier, law of averages kind of working its way out.
1: Yeah, and again, you know, you live by the turf monster, you die by the turf monster with some of these bounces. You know, it 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 just you know, of course this place always reminds me of the kingdom. It actually has a, you know, a connection to the kingdom which we'll get into later down there in uh, tampa bay yeah this game you know it's still frustrating to you know not see us get on there and manufacture some runs get some guys on base knock them in it always sucks when the first run of the game you score (laughs) in the first inning it doesn't it makes it for a very frustrating watch or listen when this is happening Again, the strikeouts were kind of up today. Again, and or or, sorry, the double plays were a big factor today.
2: Yeah, you're right, and we had double-digit strikeouts again.
1: Well, that's not a good day at the plate. Uh, No, we weren't getting any runners
2: on and getting timely hits whatsoever the last couple games.
1: Yeah, Parmesan, LeBron, do you got anything since this is the newest game today? Uh, I mean, surprisingly enough, right,
3: that is not our normal character, right? We're, uh, we're currently uh, second most walks in all of Major League Baseball, one behind San Diego. Uh, so, you know, getting on base hasn't been a problem for us so far. Uh, strikeouts, definitely an issue. Uh, speaking of the strikeouts, the whole third strike issue, especially with uh, Julio uh, today. Uh, you know.
2: Yeah, that was another typical thing for Julio. Kind of a weird sequence of the umpire with Scott Service ending up getting ejected. The uh, catcher asked for help on a check swing from Julio, but the umpire didn't ask for it. But The umpire actually called it a strike, so there was some miscommunication by what the actual count was. It was a high pitch up in the zone. The umpire called a strike, even though Julio checked his swing. And then, uh, lo and behold, it happened to Julio again with two strikes. He got another high fastball that was out of the zone, and the umpire rung him up. And that was after Service came out to argue, and it's, and got ejected. So, even though Service went out to defend his player, the umpire still was calling a bad
1: You know what sucked about service getting kicked out today? I'm happy he went out there and just said he's had enough of this. He's been watching this shit from home. He was watching this the week before when they were on the – or two weeks before when they were on the road trip – But when he was cussing or yelling or saying whatever he was saying to the umpire that got him kicked out, we couldn't see any of it because he had his mask on from having COVID. So we couldn't get any lip service, which was kind of as an entertainment value. I was like, damn it. I wish I knew what the hell he was saying under that mask.
2: I noticed the same thing, that's so funny, like no lip reading allowed, but yeah, he took it off for a second away when he came out of the dugout and was like, oops, I better put this back on again and then did his thing, you're exactly right.
1: Yeah, so yes, Scott Service got kicked out uh, today, that's his first ejection of the year, 16th ejection, I don't know if that's as a manager, I want to say that's probably as a manager, I would just assume he's been kicked out more than that because he was a catcher, (laughs) <laughs> you know and he was a catcher in the 90s where you could really turn around and say some say some shit and and you know and they were very happy.
3: <laughs> okay uh, Anna uh, with Julio right now he's he's got the fourth most strikeouts in all of baseball, which is you know not surprising for a young player getting you know as many at bats as he's getting. Do you think it is something coming from the umpires uh, towards him or do you think this is you know just just a learning curve?
2: Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up as i looked at something online in the Mayor Beat Reporter from the Times put out uh, the pitch location for all the top rookies so far, and uh, with Julio, Pena in Houston, Witt in Kansas City, and Torkelson in Texas, and Julio definitely has the most t- called strikes outside the zone, but on those other players I mentioned, it shows that they're getting no benefit of the doubt as well, so it Either a rookie thing or a league thing, but that's how it was presented by this guy. So it's it's very much the norm for those guys.
3: Yeah, I mean, seeing seeing service go to bat for Julio, I mean, I think was big for him. Uh, I think these young guys have a lot of pressure put on them to either stand up for themselves to the umpires or or let it slide in hopes that the umpires will back off a bit. Uh, but you know, I, 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 I it was good to see the. the service come to that.
2: Oh, I agree, and he said in his post-game comments uh, that when him being out with the uh, COVID virus, he's watching a lot of games on TV, and it was really frustrating him, and he's proud of how Julio doesn't argue back and just goes about his business, but he said sooner or later he had to come out and defend his player. I know a lot of people have been calling for it.
1: Yeah, we've all been calling for it. So, I'm very happy to finally... I love it when a manager gets run up and gets thrown out when shit's just being, you know, unlawfully done. It it needs to happen. We've all played baseball. We know that this gets this gets the dugout and the team fired up.
2: Jack Roberts, remember, you promised me you'd stay calm tonight and not talk business.
0: I can't help it with my low prices and huge selection. Locations in Renton, Seattle, Everett, and the Superstore in Linwood. Jack, people are starting to stare. Zero down with low payments, 90 days, same as cash or bank cards. Here we go again. Magic Chef washers and dryers, microwaves and refrigerators, Magic Chef dishwashers and ranges, all at unbelievable savings. I won't be undersold.
3: But uh, yeah, Anaheim, I mean, they're just, they are looking way better than I thought they were going to, and it's really bothering me right now. Uh, They're looking pretty good right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're right behind Anaheim, I think, in fourth or fifth place for runs per game, just a tick below five runs a game, so... Yeah, these last two games haven't been up to our average, but uh, it happens in facing good pitching.
1: And speaking of Anaheim, something else that makes me want to throw up is this home run cowboy hat shit. Jesus. Christ. Hold on. You know what? <laughs> Let me not bring God into this. Hold on a second. Let me say. and uh, happy, just say, Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. So, And I just want to say, since we've brought up Anaheim, I do have to say the... Home run cowboy hat is repulsive. I don't know how you guys feel about it. And also, do the Mariners need something? I mean, San Diego's got the big spinner, you know, medallion. What Toronto, they got that, that, that blue, uh, jacket that they wear. What could the Mariners have for a home run, uh, you know, prop if we need props?
2: Uh, you know, I, remember, I I know what you're talking about with Toronto and, and Anaheim. I can't come up with anything off the top of my head right at the moment. Uh, how about you, Palmer uh,
3: You know, Lo- Los Angeles and Orange County uh, is a former resident of mine. And uh, I really hate uh, the Angels with with a lot of passion.
1: You were kicked out of the stadium.
3: I've been kicked out of the stadium several times, actually. Uh, I've been kicked out of the stadium almost as many times as I haven't. Uh, did you try to choke out
2: the rally monkey or something?
3: Uh, I don't know. Did, what uh, he did, did he took a towel oh, on well, towel night. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, let's not get into <laughs> details okay. about All why right. I've been kicked out of the stadium. Okay. Whoa. But uh, <laughs> it's probably on video somewhere. Okay. Let's just uh, leave it at that.
0: Hey, everybody, gather round. Disco Danny's back in town. Loosen up. (laughs) Loosen up. (laughs) Shake it off. Settle down. Loosen up. Danny. Shake it off. Settle down. Loosen up. Danny. Loosen up. (laughs) Loosen up. (laughs) Shaking it. Breaking it. Get a hit, Danny.
1: (laughs) But you have no prop that you would... What prop would you have the Mariners do for, for... home run if they had to have a prop no answer
3: I mean it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be marine related right it's either gonna be yeah it's gonna be like a fishing pole or something I was gonna say like like throw out like a fishing net or something okay I could do it but
1: I think I'd have the
3: no for like if you were like if it was like like a ball in center field or something
1: I think I do have the perfect thing they could do imagine this home run on the road or at home, they come around, they're doing their high fives, and they put on a rye bread and mustard podcast sweatshirt. What do you guys think? Uh, Could you like to see Julio with his very first home run come running around and he pops on this hoodie that I'm wearing right now?
3: I mean, I'll tell you, it's one of the most comfortable hoodies that I've ever owned and worn in my life. Uh, Anno, have you gotten yourself uh, one yet?
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, I got a long sleeve tee and a t shirt. I mean, the logo is pretty smoking hot, so I could see it, Myron. That's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could you could wear the long sleeve, uh, you know, in navy with the yellow, or you could wear the gym, you know, classic gym gray like you're wearing with the with with the yellow on it, or you could have the navy blue pullover like I do with the with the yellow on it, or you know, the classic mariner blue color with the yellow on it. I think any of those would be great after a home run for the Mariners to put on and celebrate and high five. And, you know, I think it would be a good thing. I think it would catch on. I think it would be better than this cowboy hat or that blazer. I'm thinking a rye bread and mustard merch would be the answer. I'm almost
3: thinking the best look, the classic rye bread and mustard look, might be with the hoodies to cut off the sleeves.
1: Yes that that would be available I'm sure. Well That's you could do a custom a, job yes.
0: <laughs> Saturday night get ready for King Five's almost live the show that draws you in with compelling humor, irresistible charm pulling you forward with spellbinding comedy a sheer force impossible to resist. Saturday night at 1130 on
1: King. So just quickly looking into this next series, we're going down to Miami. I never know who the hell's on this team, (laughs) but what I've heard is there is some good pitching down there. Hanno, do you have any, or Parmesan, do you have any scouting on the Miami team, or is this going to be like your first look and... I don't know, is D Gordon still on the team? No, and (laughs) and Derek Jeter has flown the coop, so I don't... We should have a game show of, like, name somebody on the Miami Marlins. All
3: right, so uh, Miami is uh, on a five-game winning streak right
1: now. Wow. So that's what we do know about them, is they are on a five-game winning streak. That's a longer streak than our team that... We're already saying going to the playoffs, possibly the World Series, going off of two weeks of baseball.
3: <laughs> yes. They just completed a sweep of the Braves and then... The world champions? Uh, yes. Uh, or so It's not a sweep of the Braves. They won two out of three from the Braves and then they just uh, swept the Nationals.
1: Wow. So they've beaten a bad, they've swept a bad team, and they've swept a, a World Series champion team. So, still, again, an unpredictable bag. We're going to see what happens. I'm happy we're not going to a National League Park and having our pitchers hit. So this will be the first game or series that we've been to the National League where they are not uh, batting a pitcher. How do you feel about that, Hannah?
2: That's a good point. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's always kind of fun to watch the pitchers hit, but it's not that exciting. It's a big rally killer, so I'm glad uh, all of Major League Baseball has gone to the DH. Yeah,
1: I Yes, I, I am too. I'd like to see how this all plays out this year. I just do like the no team has a specific advantage as far as the lineup goes. I'm fine with, hey, you're playing at a park. You know all the nooks, the crannies, the ground rules blah, 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 the weather, that's fine. You know, you're always going to get fucked on that. But as far as, you know, the pitching and that like, especially the American league hitters that, you know, pitchers that, you know, don't really go out and take batting practice all year round. It is nice. They don't bunt. They don't do a lot of these, you know, small, small, basic fundamentals that you need to have to, you know, be productive possibly in a lineup. So I feel like now we're looking at, obviously, a very even game. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom.
0: Take me to the ball game. I want to see the end. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom.
1: Okay, so we just got out of Tampa Bay. They're leaving. We've seen the picture that Hannah, that you sent me, all the guys on the team and the coaches. They're all suited and booted for South Beach. That's fine. We wish them luck. But, you know, when we watch this game or when we watch this series in Tampa Bay, you can't not think about the King Dome because of the dome structure. Am I right, Hannah? Like, just seeing that, it just kind of reminds you of the dome, right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And the thing about that place, that their Tropicana Field, where they're they are playing... That is actually where the Mariners were possibly going to be playing in the early 90s. Now, everybody knows about the slide that saved or the run, the first to third, the Edgar knocking Griffey around, the big run from first to third. That's what saved baseball in Seattle. That's the fairy tale that we're always going to know. Hey, that might have saved at that point. But earlier on in that decade, in the early 90s, The Mariners, when owned by Jeff Smollian, were pretty much on their way, at least in a backdoor sense, down to Tampa Bay to play in that same place, which they were going to call the Thunderdome. Do you guys remember this as young kids? I don't think I remember it so much. Maybe you would see like a clip on the news, like what they're moving, you know, and just I just barely remember this, this story. But I have been for the last couple of days reading up on it. I've looked up some articles, you know, from the Tampa Bay Tribune, from uh, the Seattle Times. I've, I've looked around. This was this was a very, very scary time for the Mariners. You know, I, when you brought this up,
3: I could not remember anything about the Tampa Bay move or the ownership really prior to Nintendo. Like, it seemed like I blocked that all out.
1: Yeah, it... it I think it's just our ages. Chris, do you, Hannah Do you remember any a lot of this?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I remember it. I mean, I don't. It kind of reminds me of when the Seahawks were trying to leave town, and they actually had the moving vans out ready to go. It never was that close, but because of the situation the Seahawks were in, I paid close attention to it. It was. It was Closer than people think.
1: Yeah, it really was. And the crazy thing is, they were, there was going to be a whole new rebranding, or it was going to be a slight rebranding. They were actually going to still be called the Mariners because of the whole nautical situation at, with Tampa Bay. Also, it was pretty much, as far as everybody that I'm, everybody, all these reporters and all the articles I'm reading, it was a 50 50 thing. So that that is pretty close. It it yes, it did kind of remind me of what happened with uh, the Seattle Supersonics here in town. They got an owner. In this case, it was Jeff Smolian. He was not loyal to wanting to keep the Mariners here, but he did a lot of like things to kind of you know like kind of do this in the back room while he was you know tricking us with new free agents bringing Griffey's dad here uh the mariner moose pete o'brien all right we could keep him off the list maybe (laughs) but uh what do you guys think about this like jumping into this on another episode yeah i mean there was a bunch of
3: interesting things like that i that i came across in the articles there was the uh i mean just the original purchase price for the mariners in 1981 being 13.1 million dollars
1: wow here's the thing about the uh also about Jeff Smolian doing his like backdoor stuff that I found was that he turned down a three to six million dollar like cable deal, TV deal, a local TV deal with Seattle. So he was doing lots of these like Clay Bennetty kind of things where he was he was not helping he was trying to sabotage what was going on he was trying to get other buyers to come in and and buy the thing but still stay on as a majority owner but why that sabotage worked
3: was because that was part of the structured deal was that the mariners could leave out of their kingdom lease and leave seattle if they didn't have what was it 2.8 million um in attendance in the two years
1: yeah so it almost reminds of you guys have both seen obviously the movie major league it kind of seemed like that but he was so dumb because he made this team more interesting and better a better product on the field so it really did backfire on him here wouldn't you say about 92 93 that's when the mariners really started getting you know turning into more of a household name i remember growing up as a kid
2: Yeah, they were unlucky in his mind getting the number one overall pick in Ken Griffey Jr. and bringing all this excitement and the best player in baseball to the team.
1: Yeah, and when Nintendo showed up to, you know, do this deal, he was not, I think he didn't even vote or he didn't even, like, he he just remained silent about it and basically, like, pouted and... No, his
3: quote, his quote in that article um, in, I think it was in the second one, was... uh,
1: was 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 pretty
3: it was it was pretty like passive aggressive yeah
1: okay i found it so this quote that he said this quote from jeff schmolling was i have read the application but i am not going to comment on it and i don't want to give any opinions on it or any way of influence to the committee the best thing about this process is it's out of my hands that's all he could say and then when the Mariners turned out not to go not moving to Tampa, he changed his position publicly on it that it was like, No, there was no way. No, but you bring up this. you
3: bring up that point though of that like of that strategy backfiring of being like, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get this kid and then I'm gonna let him play center field right away, and this is gonna backfire terribly.
1: Well, he did to be fair, he wasn't drafted by Jeff Smollian's organization, but he also just tried to make this team attractive to move and said nobody's going to go to these games but people started to go to the games you know not the attendance that you would see you know now but at this point i remember as a kid this was fun going to the games in the early 90s right chris
2: oh yeah we had some good teams um they were starting to add more players and they were getting a lot better that's for sure
1: yeah and uh i definitely would love to do on another episode maybe just we're gonna start doing this here on rye bread and mustard just getting some you know deep dives on subjects that don't have to do with you know the you know topical news of the mariners this is definitely one i would love to uh jump into if you are looking for more information on this you can go to history org. you can look up the king county stuff you can look up uh uh you can look up the the tampa news tribune obviously the seattle times um there is also a uh a good uh essay or piece or you know an editorial on it um, on the uh, Ray's Renegade MLB Ray's Renegade which is the article is called Pondering What Almost Happened for Tampa Bay in 1992 Michael what can you tell us about your future plans i like to buy myself a ballpark
0: Michael Jordan is going to buy a major league ballpark will he buy Comiskey? will he buy Yankee Stadium how much is Jordan willing to pay for a ballpark 15, 20 your usual Mr. Jordan one ballpark ballpark franks
3: so full of flavor they plump when you cook them yeah i might just have enough for two ballparks and try ballpark fat free franks all the taste none of the fat can i throw this out there too uh i just had a uh, person walk in uh to the studio uh earlier and they saw the sweatshirt
1: studio slash your basement yes yes
3: and uh and they immediately said, oh man what's what's that And they're like, oh that's a Mariners podcast I'm gonna go check that out
1: that's awesome we we, we could we could use the help right so just Hannah, off, so
3: just off the sweatshirt I'd got another listener I mean yes they were inside of my home but just the sweatshirt got the listener
1: We'll take it we'll take it so to end the show and this podcast this week we wanted to go look through some of the questions because we finally got questions and we finally got comments and things like that how about that handles That get you going isn't that kind of cool like people have opinions now
2: yeah you asked the listeners and they came through that's pretty cool yeah and they hit All us up 10 at, of them.
1: yeah and these ones we're still yes we're still working on the social media stuff but the rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com is also where you can you know send send your questions or concerns or gripes. Uh, Parmesan, why don't you why don't you, why don't you ask, since you haven't been here, go ahead and ask us a little bit about, ask a couple of these questions. You know,
3: know. I'm glad that uh, the listeners have just sent some in. Uh, I get a lot of questions in the streets uh, from people, uh, you know, that, that we're listening to, especially uh, the last couple episodes. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about the Louis, Louie and Macklemore uh, oh, yes. uh, discussion. I'm uh, surprised
1: we haven't mentioned it yet on this podcast. Anna. We I'm, haven't mentioned it. That's the longest we've not mentioned it, right? About 30 minutes?
3: Yeah, that's a record. I mean, it's pretty hot. I mean, in the streets right now, I don't think there's a bigger topic.
1: I, I would agree. I think the streets are divided. I have not seen division like this since the last election. So let's go ahead and read some of these. So go ahead. Uh
3: so uh we got a question here. Uh do you actually know the name of the Macklemore song that is being referenced? <laughs> uh
1: I don't. Do you Hannah? I know how it goes. I've had it on my like workout running mix years ago. I, I know it from the Seahawks. Like, uh, thing. do you, do you know the name, Hannah?
2: I don't, I'd have to listen to it again and hear the hook of the song. And that's probably the name of it. What yeah, is he, it? Hannah?
3: Could you, could you, could you sing a part of it? No, I have no Max. It's like, dude, this is the here.
1: moment. No, 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 no. How is that cooler than Louie Louie? And also here's the thing. If you're going to find, you want to shove a Macklemore song down our throat, why not do Thrift Shop? It's a better song. Okay, next question.
3: If you would have asked me to name three Macklemore songs, Thrift Shop wouldn't have even been on the list. And I probably would have ran out of songs after one. Next, please. Uh, Myron... Related topic to singing, which I really did like that rendition of whatever that song was by Macklemore, yeah. Uh, was it necessary for you to sing half of Take Me Out to the Ball Game in uh, that episode? <laughs> uh, so that you could then go into Louie Louie. It was,
1: it was necessary because it was like the alphabet. Have you ever, you know, when you're like. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or you counting. I had to listen. I had to go back. I'm getting old. I couldn't remember the song because most of the time when that song's going on, I'm running to get my last beer for the game or hard seltzer now.
3: And you, uh, you were in key.
1: Thank you. That's either my girlfriend or my mom or my grandma. Thank you. And let's get one more question. Well, uh, I'm saying one more question. This is the only. This is the last one, guys. Let the, we're we're honest with our listeners here.
3: No, this is this is a question related to uh, probably one of one of my favorite stories uh, that you have about the Mariners, uh, which is uh, Myron. Have you ever looked looked through Craigslist's misconnections to find that Ken Griffey Jr. jersey you had custom made <laughs> and reluctantly returned?
1: Okay, so the context of this question comes from I think episode two. Um, it's basically here's the Cliff Notes version. I had a jersey for years. I brought it up to get Griffey's name stitched on the back. Finally, I filled out the form, Ken Griffey Jr. I went back, I opened it up, and it said Ken Griffey Jr. The whole and I mean K E N G R I F F E Y, comma, Jr. period. And that was on the back of the jersey. If you want to hear that whole story, go back to episode two. No, I have not. That's probably a great place to look for it. But I will tell you, every time I watch the game on TV over the center field cam that's out there, I'm looking. When I walk around the stadium, I'm looking. I think one day I am going to run into this. I don't know. You know, maybe like, you know, like somebody came over, you know, and watched the game from another country that doesn't even speak english or know that those letters but just knows hey that's Griffey. they might have it that's great i'm gonna find them maybe this was a you know i don't know what the who and why this jersey there. maybe it's still in the team store maybe it's on the rack i'm gonna find it that is my mission that's why i started this podcast actually it's not but hansen are you looking for that jersey when you're walking around t-mobile
2: yeah, and when I'm on TV, I'm scouring the beer garden looking to see if anybody has it on.
1: So please, if there's any whereabouts of this jersey, let us know. We will check out the uh, Craigslist misconnections for this.
3: I'm openly offering a hundred dollars
1: reward for this
3: jersey. <laughs> uh, you do have to authenticate it. Uh, I will not accept any replicas
1: yes i will authenticate it well we're running out of time here on episode five hey we're we're we've got five of these going we got the new logos maybe getting some merch going but what we really need is for our listeners to spread the word put out your posts on social media if you know if you get excited about the mariners or this podcast you know feel free to reach out to us uh with questions again at rye bread and mustard podcast all one long ass word at gmail.com check out our instagram page it's up you can go and add it follow us we'll follow you back we only have like a picture or two on there we're going to get to that we're going to load that up with some of the spring training stuff some of the stuff that we have from t-mobile some sound clips it's going to look professional and cool pretty soon also again like and subscribe and please rate us, you know, go on there and give us a review. If you don't like us, that's fine too. Give us one of those reviews. We'll find a way to get that shit taken down, but, uh, please. That just helps us out. We are growing. We are getting more listeners and more downloads. Every episode, me and Hanson, we've, we've been really happy about that, right?
2: Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're, word to mouth is great i love all the texts and 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 or phone calls or you know you know personally my friends telling me i'm talking to my family i don't want to hear that shit anymore go online and like subscribe or on your apps you also can get this now everywhere i could go through the list of the uh, places you can get it you know where to get it hopefully we'll be getting up uh, some of these episodes on YouTube so if you're just chilling around the house or whatever it's just easier to navigate YouTube if you're a YouTube person we're going to have that going for you that's that's a wrap here on episode 5 of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast thanks to Parmesan LeBron for hosting me and letting me plug my stuff into your wall here in Shoreline uh, don't get my address thank you I don't know it I don't know it. I call you every time to go. Where the fuck? Send me the address, even though I've been here a bunch of times. Play golf in the backyard. Myron's got a lot of editing to do. Yeah, I got a lot of editing to do on this podcast. But uh, uh,
3: I'll be going out on tour uh, next week. Uh, you can catch me in Sydney, uh, Australia. I'll be in Vancouver uh, May third uh, through the fifth. Uh, we'll be in Toronto uh, after that on the 9th through the eleventh, and then back in Seattle. On the 16th through
1: 17th. No, you won't. Anyways, (laughs) Hanno, take us out like you always do. (laughs) Charge. Well, that was a shit show. That was (laughs) I hear you. go. (laughs)